Welcome to the Close Friends No Filter Podcast. I'm Stephanie. I'm Anu. And I'm Laura. And in our experience, nothing spreads faster on social media than rumors about what does and doesn't work on social media. Social media changes fast, and there's no shortage of bad advice, outdated tips and tricks, baseless urban legends, and myths begging to be busted. And that's where we come in. With a combined 25 years in the industry, we're here to help you sift through 10,000 pounds of regurgitated social media BS and get to the truth so you can stop stressing over gossip and start focusing on growing your business. Okay, we are back today on Close Friends No Filter, and today we are talking about something that I have a lot of feelings about that I'm very passionate about. We are talking about Instagram Reels and short form video in general. So for those of you who don't know me, my name is Laura Batoyu. I'm the founder of B Squared Social, and I'm kind of obsessed with Reels. I have a Reels course. I have a Reels membership. But today we are going to talk about the rise of vertical video on Instagram, the new video feed, the Reels algorithm. And we're also going to talk about the different approaches you can take for a personal brand versus a product-based business. So Manu, why don't you tell us how you feel about Reels? Let's get Steph to tell us how she feels, and then we'll circle back. Well, I love it. I'm pretty playful. And a lot of people come to me and they're like, so I like experimenting is what I mean. But I, a lot of people come and they're like, oh, I'm so tired of reels. I don't want to get into reels. Like, why is Instagram pushing reels? I'm like, that's why, I mean, video killed the radio star for a reason. Yeah, literally, right? yeah. Like, that people like videos. For all you Gen Zs watching, it's a song and there was like a music video about video. Yeah. Yes. The reference of video. Yeah. Killed the radio. It was on MTV, you guys. MTV, MTV is a vintage network yeah. that existed when your parents were young <laughs> and music they used to have music I know. videos no yeah. longer it's I'm, all reality i'm 45 and my references yeah. show but yeah i think like you know <laughs> short form content is really fun that's what i did in my whole past life at cartoon network we're doing short form content that's literally what i did so i think there's a reason for it you catch people's attention much more in short form than long form unless you're doing like the best Hollywood movie ever, you know? So I think it's great. I think the exciting things that we're seeing now is different types of views for reels and video, right? And one thing that I've been doing way along and it's been a lot more my jam than even reels was animated feed posts. Like I've, I've done that for a while. And those, there's a reason like this stuff catches your eye on the scroll. It's not just about like, oh, everybody wants to jump in reels. Everybody wants to do this. As you're scrolling, if there's a beautiful photo of Steph in her office, like, I'm not going to stop if Laura's doing this and changing clothes yeah. all the time, you know, <laughs> no shade for Steph, yeah. even though you're my first Instagram wife, I would stop for the yeah, mistress. <laughs> so yeah. I think there's a reason why we are attracted to that. I think people just find, oh, the algorithm, Instagram pushes it. Instagram is just putting it in more places, but the algorithm is led by what people like and people are more drawn to this. Absolutely. Steph, what's your approach been to Reels and how are you integrating Reels into your content strategy? Yeah, I know like most social media managers, I rolled my eyes pretty hard when Reels did come out only because we're like, uh, they're just trying to copy TikTok much like when stories came out and it was like a Snapchat rip. So I think like that, that was my initial reaction. And then of course I was like, no, let me see how I can make this work without having to start creating skits or, you know, showing my face more than I want to. And we last year tested out just creating memes similar to the way that Manu was seeing a lot of success already just from like creating like moving images where they should be static. We took 
memes, which were working really well for us and turn them into reels. And that worked so well for a really long time, I think just because also the algorithm was really pushing it. And it was just a different format for the same kind of content and getting in front of people that way. But my approach has really been like, how do I do this without, like I said, how do I do it without having to show up a ton? Because I don't want to have to, you know, it's like hair and makeup days. And you're like batching that and trying to get a bunch out having to do all the research on the actual trends. And we've been experimenting with some different snappy slideshows and like also leaning into like creator collaborations, like leaning, I know with social media CEO, we're doing a lot of like, who's in our community creating really great content and how can we sort of leverage that or collaborate with them so that I don't have to be one the face of it. But I do know that it's like super, you know, obviously it's great for visibility. It's great for reach. It's great to be discovered. But I don't think people have to freak out so much about like, you know, there's still time to get in on it. Like there's still time to like develop a strategy. And there's different creative ways I think people are going to start utilizing it in the new year, right? Like I think a lot of the stuff that I see that bothers me is like that it's short form video. I get it. It's snappy. Actually, I was thinking about how it's changed my brain because I don't even want to sit and watch a whole movie anymore because I'm like, they're not getting to the point fast enough. I'm like, I'd rather just scroll through TikTok or like reels because it's so quick and satisfying, like little dopamine hits. But I do think the short form of it all like can sometimes be a cover for people not really being able to go deep into content. Like when it comes to like content creation, who are educating if in 15 seconds is like the most they're giving you I think it can sometimes sort of trick people into like this person knows what they're talking about look at all the success they've had sharing quick 15 second videos and then when you go deeper it's all surface level and they don't actually know anything it's hard to prove that you're an expert if you only have 15 to 30 seconds so it's like a little due diligence and digging into like what else do they have to offer and you know can they actually provide and this is from a social media standpoint for like a client or a brand looking to hire someone I think think that to be careful about hiring creators who are only creators who are selling success on reels because it's different like you mentioned for a person and a creator to succeed with reels than it is for a brand there's a totally different approach and strategy and an ongoing commitment to like the sustainability of even creating the content so that's my soapbox I'm off I love it my real story is kind of funny like when I heard reels was being rolled out I was super annoyed like I was like I don't think I've ever got a lot of Instagram again like I'm not really a video content person look at you the reels queen now I know but I was pissed like I was so mad we're all pissed it's the initial reaction to anything new. <laughs> yeah. And my, I had a client at the time who was like, you have to do a reel for me. Like you have to figure it out. I need to use them, like figure it out. And I was like, Oh my God, like I'm going to make a reel. It's going to suck. And then I never have to make another one. Like, that's it. I'll be done. Like I thought that I had like hacked it. I was like, it's going to be so terrible. No one will ever ask me to make a reel for them again. And my first reel got, I don't remember the exact amount, but I think I had like two or 3000 followers at the time. And I got like four or 5,000 views. So it had been like everyone in my audience plus some had seen my first video. So I was like, okay, hold the phone. Like this is actually like worth pursuing. So I was very like begrudgingly, very slowly getting into reels. But yeah, like Steph, you bring up so many good points about the short form. I don't know who said it, but like some famous person has said that if you can't explain something to a three-year-old, it means you don't know it. And that was my approach when I started making reels. I was like, I need to like simplify these topics so that people can understand them. But at the same time, it's a really careful balance. It's like, 
you want to explain it in a way that makes sense to people, but you don't want to oversimplify it to the point where it's like become clickbait, right? Like there's such a fine line there. Yeah. The thing is like, obviously I'm not calling you out. I think you do it correctly. Like when you show up, you're using it correctly, right? Like in the 15 to 30 seconds, you are hooking them, which is what it's all about, right? Like you're doing something really exciting. You're hooking them. You're giving them that bite. It's like a taste test or an appetizer. And then behind that is substance. Like you've got offers and you've got other content and you can help them actually get a result versus just going, here's something I Googled and turned into a piece of content. And then they do that over and over and over. And they're just regurgitating other people's content or just regurgitating what Instagram (laughs) creator account said, and then growing a huge following. And then they're an expert. And that's a problem because they're being hired by brands and businesses. And then they can't get those same brands and businesses, the results that they were able to get for themselves, because they've never actually had experience managing an account for a brand or a business. It's only as a creator, as an expert creator, that's where I sort of have the issue. But like I said, it's just about due diligence. Like I want mine is more of a warning for people hiring creators and working with them. Like some are just creators, they they make great content. And then it's worth to just work with them and like have them create content. Yeah. But when you're looking at I think for me, because I'm so I'm so inundated with educators and experts specifically in social media. That's who I follow. It's part of my community. A lot of social media managers also educate. There's a big issue with the ones who just got started, who haven't actually managed anything but their own accounts, maybe one client, and then they see one blip of success and all of a sudden they are an educator. And I think like we talked about in the very first episode, that parallel of like educating while also learning it, I think is really cool, but there should be transparency that like, I've been in business for six months and that's like, I've been in business for six months and I haven't actually like gotten anybody's result. I don't have a case study to prove other than my own. Or I'm not even in business. I see so many accounts. They have like 300,000 followers and it's like, I will teach you on Instagram, but I don't have a course. I don't have an offer like because I'm too busy making these reels. I'm just a creator all day. I have a true story for you guys. I had a an intern for a minute, a paid intern. That's what we do. (laughs) But um, she was really bad. Like we didn't even follow through with the most advice. Didn't know how to do anything. It was really bad. So and and very responsible. Just basically would ghost, not do the very few things I asked her to do. And when I said, oh, thank you, like we don't want to continue or whatever, she... A month later, because I followed her on Instagram, she's like, great news. I just launched my consultant business and I'm now a social media consultant and you can book your sessions. And I was like, oh, no. Oh, no. So, but that's a little side note. Um, I had a different experience with Reels. I was super excited when it started, even though I had the biggest moral problem with this because the thing that bothers me the most in this industry is copy. And I don't mean copy as in like a trend. I mean, people copying other people's words by word, copying other people's designs. I have a lot of issues with people copying my work, my templates, and I'm just not happy with it. I'm very against regrams unless you really have, you know, written authorization like Instagram has you do. So I have a really big moral problem with Instagram just copying TikTok. Clearly, there's a legal loophole, right? Because otherwise they wouldn't be able to. But I don't even understand that legal loophole. So that bothers me. That side of it is like, oh, my gosh, they did it again. I thought like 
It was bad enough when they did with Snap and Stories, but they did it again. So that was a little bothersome to me. But as far as the video content and new features, I'm actually super excited every time there's a new feature. Oh, educators, like they start posting, oh, no, another feature and all these memes about people desperate. And I'm like, I'm just excited when there's new features because I like trying it out. I And I then I have another approach to Reels because, again, like I do re sell Reels templates, but... There's only like two types of real templates basically that I can sell, right? Like I, I cannot sell you a template where you put your face in the camera and create a, a real on-camera reel. So to me, I still want to post most of the other content because I want to use my own templates. I want to test other content, you know? So reels is not like a, and never been a major part of my strategy or how I grew my Instagram account. However, one thing that I don't think it's talked well enough or enough about reels is how important they are to keep your current audience engaged. I don't see Reels as a way to like, oh, the algorithm going to push me. I'm going to get all these followers. I'm going to go to... I mean, if it happens one day, great. It hasn't happened yet. <laughs> I mean, I literally had a feed post go viral and like do a lot better than any of my Reels do recently. But my Reels has never gone viral. They, they get so-so engagement. But I still feel that it's good content. I've been a little lazy with Reels in the beginning, I have to admit. But I feel like it's important for your audience. So you're not staying behind. You're not the account that is still just posting photos on their feed, you know, and is stuck in like three, four years ago. So I think Reels are very important. That's to keep your current audience engaged as well and just to stay current. I feel you on the like morally opposed to like the copying. I feel like my big thing was if everything that's in my Reels feed is just like yeah. the exact trend that I'm seeing on TikTok, I spend a ton of time just watching TikTok. I'm just going to stay over there and actually watch it. So I'm really looking forward to, like I said, in yeah. the new year, like yeah. people really figuring out and finding their footing on like creating this kind of content and then taking it to like, here's what we do with reels, like reels being like its own kind of category. And I don't know if anybody will, but I would love to see different kinds of trends in music be, so it's like a separate experience and platform, right? Because there is definitely, I think one of the things that I really enjoy about TikTok that I haven't seen happen, but the update just came out is like the, you know, replies back and like that kind of ongoing being able to communicate and build community with people who are engaging with you. But you know, the engagement, and we have an, an upcoming episode that's all about engagement. So maybe I can save the long drawn out thing for that. But the engagement that happens on TikTok videos is half the fun of watching TikTok. Like, you know what I mean? The, the, the conversation that happens like is creates this holistic piece of content that it's like, that gets your attention. You go straight. When I tell you I flew to the comments is what people say, because they know that that's going to like really carry what's happening inside the video. And it creates this whole moment around the piece of content. And that hasn't necessarily happened with Instagram because I think the way we engage on Instagram is so different. It's like three hot smiley faces with hard eyes. Like we haven't really figured out how to like have a full blown conversation on Instagram and maybe that can happen in the future. I feel like that happens more when there's humor involved, when it's just like, oh, my outfits or my photos, on, which I like. I like those trends with the photos, you know, in the beat of the song. And I love the memes one. I, I remember back when those guys went to space. Yes, <laughs> those people. Yeah. Yeah, space. Space. <laughs> I made a reel for the first time. And it was just that video that I got from the news, fair use. And uh, I used that meme and I just wrote something about social media managers on the weekend, oh, because I was posting about how you can auto-publish stories and carousels on the Facebook business suite. So I said, oh, social media managers now every weekend. And I just put that, you know, rocket going away or whatever spaceship. And that did super well, very fast. 
And I'm like, why are we overthinking Rio's? I mean, not to say that that, you know, that's a meme. That Not to say that that replaces the one that you speak to the camera and give value or even the one that you lip sync and give value. But I like that there's room for other types of content in Rio's as opposed to just those same trends, the same, you know, audios, which I still like. I mean, I started doing more of the audios driven by Laura's membership that I love because they are the easiest way to create reels, right? Like you create those in five minutes, whether other stuff requires more editing and stuff. But I would love for us to kick a little more of the conversation to the side of like, how to grow your business with reels. Laura, I know that you did that enormously. Like, Yeah, tell us all your yeah. secrets. Don't gatekeep. Yeah, yeah. You're, you're gatekeeping secrets. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> yes, and I can tell you anything. <laughs> yeah, because I feel like a lot of people just get followers from reels, but sometimes these followers are just people that want to see their reels and copy their music and do their own versions of their reels, not necessarily the target audience that Laura created. So I'm super curious to have you share about that and then share about how that turned into dollars too because if there's one thing I'm passionate about is being salesy on Instagram. Yeah, making your making your money, raking in the coins or whatever you want to say. <laughs> this episode is sponsored by the Reels Report membership. If you're spending hours each week scrolling for trending sounds or Reels ideas, we can help. Take back your time by joining the Reels Report membership. Each week, we send out four trending sounds along with ideas on how to make them apply to your business. When you join the Reels Report membership, you also gain immediate access to our class library, including lessons on hashtags, selling with Reels, and more. Our members have had Reels hit multiple millions of views, grown their accounts to 10K and beyond, and most of all, they're saving time and having fun with Reels. If you're ready to start showing up on Reels consistently, join the Reels Report today. Get your first week for free with the code NOFILTER at www.bsquared.social forward slash CFNF. So for me, I started making Reels in August 2019. And I think like people who discover me now or people who kind of followed me back then, they think that I blew up overnight. But like from August to September, I really didn't grow that much. And I was putting out three to four reels a week, every week for a month. And what ended up happening that first month from August to September is like, I grew a little bit, but I was putting out these reels consistently and I ended up booking out all of my one-on-one -on -one services, like all of them. Like I was doing coaching calls at the time and social media management. And I had to stop doing the one-on-one -on -one calls because I was losing my voice. Like I literally would not be able to speak. My husband would come home from work and I'd be like, hey, like I couldn't speak, right? <laughs> so I had to stop doing those. And I had my one-on-one -on -one clients and they were keeping me super busy. And that was what kind of forced me to start my course because almost every call I was getting on with people was like, tell me about Reels, tell me about Reels. But I think like the cool thing about Reels is that like the people that were in my orbit already, that maybe were already following me or had already seen me before, they saw my Reels and maybe that was the kick or the push they needed to like, book a call or like get started for management. So I think video adds a really cool layer to the relationship because it's like, I'm not gonna say you feel like you know someone, but you definitely feel more like you know them versus when you see like a tweet post they've done, right? When they're doing a reel. So I think that's another layer um, of reels that people don't always consider. It really helps to like, it's like a catalyst for the no like and trust factor. So I think that was really cool for me. And like I said, like I didn't, have 10,000 followers, even when I launched my course and I had like a, a really good five figure launch for my first launch. Like I didn't even campaign. I did like two stories about it. And it was because like I had my reels, I was like putting myself out there. And I think that was what people needed at the time. 
I mean, and that's goes to say too, that, you know, you took a minute to like build the community. And like you said, you're kind of testing even your strategy, I'm sure with one-on-one, like you were doing it, you, you've not like created anything like educational at the time, but realized you were like repeating yourself like over and over with the same people. Cause I had a formula I was using. Yeah. And you're like, this could be something that I could totally sell. And by that time, people were probably like chomping at the bit waiting for you to like release your secrets to the world. Banging yeah. down the door. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah it was how pretty you did cool. It. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's like, you know, <laughs> online business one-on-one, I think. People always want to come out and create something, but like they don't take the time to build the community and the no like trust like you're talking about. And it was like the perfect storm for you to be to say, like, I've taken this time, I've educated, I've provided value behind the scenes, I've been testing this with individuals. And now I have the case studies and the feedback from these people who are also getting results. This formula should be shared with everyone. And that's like a beautiful thing. And also goes to show that you are an actual expert, <laughs> an actual expert, like somebody walking the walk. And I was doing it with my clients too, because I still had management clients. So like I was giving my clients prompts, I was telling them what to record, or they would send me videos. So like, I could see that what I was doing worked on like multiple accounts. And that became my membership. I was doing that anyway for my clients for free. Like every week I was sending them four sounds and being like, okay, you have to record this. And like, my clients are busy. Like you don't hire someone for social media management because you're sitting at home napping all day. Like you're busy, right? So to be able to give them prompts that were super quick and actionable, like that was so helpful for them and seeing the success they were having. It was like, really like, okay, I have to do something with this. I have a question just based on like, I want your feedback, Laura, because I know this is something, you know, I'm always talking to social media managers and it's funny because like Manu was saying, she doesn't roll her eyes when new features come out. But I think collectively I speak for the trees, the trees being social media managers, we all do because we think, oh, this is something I now have to think about for 10 clients at once. And they all want it because all the experts and the gurus are telling them they need it. And I haven't like figured it out. Well, and then also the the pressure, right? Like to make this right for my clients. I, I don't have that pressure. I don't have clients that I do this for. So for me, it's just a fun playground when that happens. It's totally different point of view. But when it rolls out for like, a, one of the big conversations that I've been having like amongst my certification students and just with, with the folks in my community is like trying not just to figure out a system for their clients for reels, because it is so much more time consuming to like, you know, strategize and produce and edit and all of that to actually create the content more so than just creating a piece of static content. Like, what do you suggest? Because a lot of the education comes from creators. And like you said, it's showing your face. And we all understand like why that works so well. But for like a shoe company, or, um, you know, a candle company, or something like that, like a brand who the person who owns it does not want to show their face. Like I know what I've suggested, but I would love to hear like from you, like what you suggest to like clients and business owners who aren't going to be the creator. Absolutely. So I mean, I guess it depends on like if they're product based versus service based. I prefer working with service-based businesses because like I like showing faces. I think that's a really great way to build trust. Product-based is a little bit harder. I have a couple of clients. I don't actually work with anyone product-based anymore, but I had a few up until like the summer that I was working with. And the things we work that worked really well for them is like, I don't want to say go look at what people are doing on TikTok, but that's like always an endless stream of inspiration. Like the collage type reels. I don't know if that's what we're calling them, but it's like the ones where it's multiple photos and they are like auto sync to the beat of the music. Like those work really well. Showing how people are using your product. Like that's a really good one. There's a really cool member in the membership and they, I'll have to get their account handled and like put it in the show notes, but they are like a modern baby product company and they do like reels, including them in the reel. So it's like showing like who is behind this boutique or who is behind the brand. So even as a product-based business, you can do that. And you can talk about like how people are using your products 
why they chose one product over the other, like why this product is the right one for you. People can like overthink reels and it's like, it's just another medium to describe something you've already have. And that was kind of what guided my content strategy to begin with. Like I was looking at what was already working. Like I would look at Google Trends, seeing what people are searching for there and figuring out a way to take that knowledge and put it into a video form. So that's kind of like my approach to content in general is like, what are people already searching for? What do they already need? What do they already want to know? and just making it into a video. And I think if people need more ideas for clients that are like product-based or something, I think product demos, like when people do a unpacking, you can do a packing video, you know? I've seen lots of those and they're really cool, especially if you shoot them, you know, a little sped up and then you use like a really trending song or something like that. And um, what I did when I started your template club, I was, I had my strategy for the first time when you start and you're like, okay, this is like the designs I'm going to use. And this, it was kind of fun because my other business, your social team, it's the same business, but it started so organically. So when I started your template club, it was kind of nice to have all those kind of ideas. And the way I decided to do reels starting like last year in January, what I did is I started the reel with a little graphic, animated graphic with a GIF and the title of the reel. And then I I was just doing demos, right? So Canva showing Canva tips and stuff. So I would just then turn, I would do a little voiceover of myself reading that title. And that's just the, the opener, right? Like how to create a grainy uh, background in Canva. And then this, while there's a person like this or whatever GIF, and then I'll just cut it to my Canva. And that was it. I never showed my face, even though I have no problem showing my face. I honestly got a little lazy and busy. You're like, I was in pajamas that day. But, yeah. <laughs> but I did that for a while. And that's like, at that time, not a lot of people are doing off face, off camera reels. So I think it just test it out, right? Be creative. I've seen people doing tweets with an animated background and that's a reel so yeah we just tested the one with like screenshots and like a real that really quick synced edit that you were talking about laura and it's worked really well and it's like an actual salesy one it's like showing social proof and it's just like a really popular trending song right now and like the front screen the first slide that you see is an actual just like a canva cloud there's some movement right and then all of a sudden it's just like flashy so yeah like you said, i think the ones that we've overthought in my experience the ones that we've like fully like scripted and overly produced and transitioned like those typically are always disappointing to me because they don't the amount of like time and energy we've spent to like create it does not equate to what we've seen as far as like reach and response but um the ones that you're saying are like short and snappy or like just a quick voiceover have like worked really well so i do think that it's like sometimes overthought and then of course like for what i've suggested is like leaning into that creator economy like it's ugc right so i think it's either having your social media manager if you're outsourcing it like source people who are using your product already and like finding that and like getting permission or paying them to use that content or send you know sending them more product to use or actually connecting with people who are creating really cool content and like working out some sort of budget for that but i think it's just and collab feature right collab like just features. collab with an influencer pay them they pay they them. post a new post to well, co-author that but that's the big thing i think for social media managers it's getting their clients not only to go okay i'm paying you for this and now i've got to pay creators and influencers for this so it's just just we have to shift a whole mindset as we shift into a whole format. Yeah. And can I say something about this that I always say? It's like, yay, support small business. But here, Facebook, Zook, this is all my thousands of dollars. And oh, well, it didn't really perform this month. That's okay. We'll look at next month. 
but an influencer wants 500 and you're terrified, right? Like, like absolutely not. Yeah. yeah <laughs> that's what like supporting a, a small business is. It's not just like buying a candle in the market, like for $10, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. like wait, we're going to shift some mindsets here. I mean, I think I we really so. have to. Yeah. That's sort of like, we've got to realize that, yeah, these creators, that is what they're doing. They're creating, it takes a lot of effort. We know and energy to create. That's sort of why we're as a social media manager, that's what we say for our clients to hire us, right? Like if you're like consulting or offering anything, I mean, we can do a whole episode probably on like paying creators and paying small businesses and paying service providers because of what they're actually helping you do. Yeah. And then for anybody <laughs> listening to us, we'd love to hear what you want us to talk about in next episode. So DM us at Instagram, send us a note through our website. It's closefriendsnofilter.com and closefriendsnofilter on Instagram. And should we close this one as well with a quick real tip that you think sh people should do other than the ones we already discussed yes i don't think i have any more tips since i feel like i could use them <laughs> what <laughs> i'm like okay what? i think my my tip is really like i said just to have maybe not overly produce or overthink it i mean laura said that as well like just kind of get out of your head and and maybe do a little bit of scrolling mine is my favorite time is like in the bathtub like a warm bath on tiktok like doing research in air quotes nice. and saving sounds and things yes. like that and um yeah just getting out of your comfort zone and actually showing up and doing it how about you laura oh my goodness this is a hard one i feel like i'm always talking about real tips so i'm like what is yeah. my real tip it's like what is left <laughs> i guess my real tip would be to look at what's already performing in your static content and find a way to translate that information into a video or into a reel so my best performing content is like a reel that took me two seconds to film, but I've paired it with a piece of information that I know people already care about or have had questions about. So repurposing what's already working instead of like reinventing the wheel and starting from scratch on every reel you make. And I think I'll, mine would be, even though I love covers and I'll give a cover tip, but I'm not going to give a cover tip. Um, mine would actually be captions because on reels, the captions are so hidden because it's on the bottom. There's only maybe like five words or four words. It's very short. And then there's a more button. And there's also those little like the name of the song, the name of your account. So it just kind of gets really hidden there. So I would say I always start my reels, especially when it's a salesy reel or something that it's above just people laughing about it in the comment section. I would do a very short hook in the caption and maybe like three emojis pointing that way or something. So people would tap on the more button and it has that has worked. I did a reel at one point that I was trying to sell my caption templates and it was just like the shortest reel is like lip sync and my caption was literally two sentences one sentence just telling people to stop this nonsense because I was basically making fun of people and go to the link in the bio and stop this nonsense that was literally my call to action and I sold a bunch of stuff with that reel so I'm pretty happy with that caption tip yeah that's nice <laughs> sounds like very little work too so we can all we can all learn something from that yes <laughs> we can all get with that Awesome. So we will see everybody on our next episode, which is about engagement. Thanks so much for listening to the Close Friends No Filter podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, we'd love for you to leave us a review or share it with your close friends. And make sure to follow this podcast so you never miss a new episode. You can learn more about each of us, submit your questions or new episode ideas, or just say hi by heading to www.closefriendsnofilter.com or by following us on Instagram at closefriendsnofilter. No Filter.